Welcome to the Stacking Slabs podcast. Join Brett to get the latest sports cards investment advice, hear from industry experts that are deep in the trenches, and find out when to turn left when the rest of the market is going right. Get eBay ready, get PayPal ready. Let's be students of the game and stack those slabs. Welcome back to Stacking Slabs, a show that shares stories to help you become an educated sport card investor and maximize those gains. I am your host, Brett McGrath, B2B marketer, sport card investor, and professional wrestling fan. Bang! Diamond Dallas Page used to throw the bang out. And shout out to DDP, by the way. I mean, man, talk about an entrepreneur. He has started a movement with DDP Yoga. Hopefully, all of you guys are staying, and gals, are staying healthy, getting some fitness in during this time of quarantine. DDP, man, that guy is a hustler. I really appreciate him at this late stage in his career, making it happen. He is helping old wrestlers stay focused and stay fit. He's got a hell of a yoga program going. Wasn't quite expecting to plug DDP up at the top, but DDP Yoga, if you're looking for a yoga plan, go check him out. I mentioned Bang because that is what I am consuming right now, and I love Bang. I I always do my favorite things of each year, and I know there's not a lot to cheer about in 2020 right now, but I am cheering for Bang. So Bang, if you're out there and you're listening, I could use a sponsor, and I will be happy to be sponsored by Bang. I will wear Bang gear. I will rock Bang caps. I will go to the top of mountains and scream about how everyone in the sport card market should be consuming bang. I am rocking a star blast right now. It's coursing through my veins. It is such a great pick-me-up. I usually record this in the mornings. That's usually when I'm at my peak. I uh, It's all downhill after the morning for me. I usually get my run in in the morning. Then I hit record. There's a lot going on for me. This weekend and with schedules, I am recording on Friday afternoon. So I need a bang and Star Blast is making it happen. So go check out a bang. There's no crash. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And every time I see bang, as I'm around the corner at Walmart, seeing what they're stocking, if there's any cards, there's a lot of display for bangs. So go check out bangs. If you like bangs, slide in those DMs at mention me. Tell me what's your favorite flavor. I'm a Star Blast and Sour Heads guy, I gotta tell you. Uh, but go check out Bangs. Giannis, man, I think, you know, that's something I just want to talk about. I think we all saw that video that was taken down, and I'd love to know the story about that. Maybe by the time this goes live, there'll be more details. But if you didn't catch it, Giannis shot a TikTok video, and it was all a bunch of his rookie cards autographed by him, national treasures, you name it. It's got everything, and a lot of it was stuff that was unreleased. So I'm wondering if Panini was like, Giannis, take that down. But Stacking Slabs host Brett McGrath made sure when that was going viral and that was going everywhere, I shot a quick duet video, and my remark on that was like it was Inception, right? You've got the one of the best basketball players with a bunch of his cards while cards are booming. It just felt like layers on layers. So that video has been taken down by the Greek freak. However, if you go to Stacking Slabs TikTok page, you can still watch that video. You're just going to have to watch me doing a reaction alongside of it. But that's wild. It's cool that guys like Giannis were all chasing his cards 
and he's showing cards and talking about cards. I just think that's where we're at right now in the hobby, which is fan freaking tastic. I definitely want to go back to um, the topic of defining your purpose in the hobby. I think that's super important. I've had so much follow up this weekend, really realized I struck a chord with a lot of um, people in the hobby about just the labels and titles and how we can all interact. At the end of the day, I don't really like labels. However, it's inevitable with collectors, investors, and flippers. What I found out, this is like straight up, this podcast and what I'm, we're all working on here, and you all are a very big part of it because you are feeding me topics and feedback that I should be talking about. But I'm quickly realizing that this hobby or this podcast is really like our, my key demographic are those people that are like me, right, coming back to the hobby and those that are collecting and those that are investing and those that are maybe flipping. So we're all kind of three, right? So I think, you know, we all, if you, however you classify yourself, we really need to find ways to better align with each other because that is key to all of our success. I think it's, don't be a, don't be a curmudgeon. I called it a cardboard curmudgeon. Don't do that. That's bad. Don't be narrow-minded. Don't, don't think one way just because you've always thought. I think everyone's got to open up their eyes and everyone has to leverage the tools that we currently have at our disposal to communicate. If something sounds funny or something looks fishy, then don't jump in, right? Okay, we all just need to be vigilant. We need to be cautious. And we all just really, really need to over-communicate because I feel like the more collectors and investors and flippers that are being honest, open, and communicating, the better, right? That might be an you might be rolling your eyes listening to that, and that might be an overly optimistic perspective, but that's what I'm that's the way I'm approaching it, right? So I just think it's important. Let's all really be mindful of those titles and how they work with each other because I think the more we're focused on that, the less BS and headache we're all going to have to deal with. And I think it's all on us to start that movement. So let's really think about how we can talk with each other, slide in each other's DMs, communicate, throw up a red flag if we see something. It's all on us to kind of squash all the BS that's happening right now. And the great part about it is for all the stuff that's giving us heartache and is making us upset, there are like a hundred other things that are getting us fired up and getting us excited. And one of those things that's getting me fired up and getting me excited is I'm in the LeBron James game. So I have been thinking so diligently about how I get in with LeBron James and LeBron James cards as I re-enter the hobby. I put a post on this on Instagram, but I really, LeBron James has caused me so much headache as a fan of the Indiana Pacers. You know, it seems like wherever he's been, Luckily, right now he's in the West, so there's less headache. But, you know, we've always run up against the LeBron wall, whether he was in Cleveland or in Miami when the Pacers have had really good teams. And that's like historical, right? Every Pacers fan who's listening to this podcast can relate with that. And before that, right, it was it was Jordan, right? So before that, actually, okay, so here's the history. So we had Michael Jordan. We hit the Jordan wall, right? You all saw the last dance. You all saw the Reggie Miller shot. We all went nuts, but we all ended up losing that series. And obviously the uh, Bulls prevailed against the Jazz. And then once Michael Jordan finally retired, we were like, all right, it's our time. And then, of course, we got the furthest that we had, which was in 2000. Larry Bird was our coach. Our team was stacked. But 
we hit the Shaq and Kobe wall in LA and man, were they good. So lost to them in the finals. And after that, it was LeBron James. So there's always been somebody, but I can tell you this, like LeBron James is one of those guys that obviously a transcendent athlete, obviously at probably the top guy in the hobby right now that people are after. Uh, But he's for me, one of those guys that even though he's caused me so much headache, I have an admiration and am just mesmerized by how he plays the game. He is a one-of-a-kind generational athlete. LeBron James is on. It's stop everything I'm doing and watching because I know I'm going to be amazed. And so with all that being said, I've always been a fan of LeBron, right? I think he's one year older than me, so we're around the same age. So I have followed him his entire career. And, you know, I'm just a fan of him. So obviously the prices on all of his rookie cards are through the roof. I think I saw a Chrome go, they're hovering around 10K right now, tops Chrome, which is wild. I talked about that last week, and I still believe that there's a way that I can get one of those uh, Chrome cards uh, soon. I think it takes a lot of um, thought and um, offloading some of the stuff, but I am keeping my eyes out, and so should you all. If there's cards that seem out of your reach and out of this world, they're not always. you got to be strategic with it. But anyways, I had been really on this mission to figure out how I could get in with LeBron James. And right, I figured, okay, there's this guy that I want to collect and I want in my my stash. Um, He's such an important player. His cards are really expensive. So what do I do? Well, I kind of took the route thinking about the current product and what matters most right now. And what matters most right now are the silver prisms, right? They're outrageous. They're kind of what everything's measured off of. So with him being on the Lakers, him going, entering the playoffs, it felt right to me that I got some LeBron James in Lakers gear. And why not look at that Panini Prism Silver? So I got on eBay, I got some confidence, and I purchased a LeBron card, BGS 9.5. It came in the mail, and I feel like I have something special. And that's how we should all feel as we are navigating this hobby and we're buying product. I feel like I've got a great piece. I've looked at it 300 times. I threw a TikTok video of me unboxing that, so go check that out. But I'm really, really fired up. And now it's got me itchy to dig into LeBron a little deeper. I know it's going to get me some wallet heat and it's going to break the bank a little bit. But sometimes you got to do that. It's for the love of the hobby. So don't be scared. If there's someone out there that you want to add to your collection, just go do it. Don't look back. I think stuff's expensive, but this is what I found. When you buy cards and it's something you really want, no matter how much it costs, When you have it, you're never regretting it. And I think that's important. This weekend, right, there's a lot going on. I'm trying to figure out, it's it's hot in Indianapolis. And we're talking about going a little outside the city and going for a hike. We'll see if that's happening. I know there's Father's Day stuff going on. I'm sure you all will be participating in Father's Day. I'll be visiting with my family. So that's a theme that's going on, right? I'm, I'm hanging out with my family during this time. We've got our trust circle and we're having a good time. So with that, I think it's becoming customary for whenever I get together with my brother that we rip some wax. And boy, did I have a huge haul this week. I decided we had some groceries, needed some things. I need It was like a Walmart type stop. Obviously, I'm kind of 
on the uh, whenever there's like something we need around the house. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll just go to Target or Walmart, and it's really just I want to go look for cards. But anyways, it kind of kills two birds with one stone. So I went to Walmart, dealt with the freaking aisle. It sucks, and I didn't see anything at first. And I looked down. There's a whole hanger box of contenders football that just got put out. Now I know from an investment perspective, contenders is football is probably not your best product. However, it was one of those times where I looked at the whole thing and I just said there was like 10 blasters, a bunch of fat packs. I felt compelled. I just looked at it and I balled it and I was like, all right, this is going to like cost me like maybe like a little over 300 bucks, but I need some entertainment. Maybe there's going to be a burrow or two auto in there or a numbered card. Let's rock it. So I took a picture, texted my brother. Do you want any? He said, give me two. I just took the whole thing home. Like, I just took the whole thing home because that Thursday night was when I got it. My wife was going off and she was visiting friends. I was at home. I was going to watch The Undertaker, The Last Ride. That documentary, by the way, on the WWE Network. Holy cow. If you're a fan of The Undertaker, that is, or you're aware of The Undertaker, it doesn't matter. That is an amazing documentary and it's coming. I think there's one more part, part five, and then it's over. It rules. The Undertaker rules like he just does. And we all know that. But anyways, I was going to, I was like, I'm going to watch this when she's gone. But then I saw these contenders. I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy this. I'm going to rip packs. It's going to take me like an hour to get through all this, but I'm going to do it. I just need a, a good session. And so I did that. I had fun. I got just destroyed. Like there was like really not much, right? That's a product that's really difficult. Like there's really a, not a lot of outs in that one. And the blasters are cool because you get two autos. I got a bunch of autos from guys that no quarterbacks, nothing big, nothing. I just didn't like base cards, this and that. That's a tough product. Like, so if you're out there ripping that, good luck. It's, I don't know what I was, I was in it. I was, I was just whale hunting to be honest with you. And typically like, I don't, as a guy who talks a lot about investment, I went into that saying, Hey, this is like, I'm paying for the entertainment. If I get some cards, I can sort them out. I can put what I what I don't want, which is a majority of it on eBay, which is what I'm going to do. And then I've got all, like a ton of base cards off of that. And I'm going to give that to my nephews when I see them this weekend. They're in this card phase right now where they're just nuts on cards. Um, and I just remember being their age, literally cards all over their house. So I'm just going to give them this and they love college football. So they're going to go through it and it'll be fun. So well worth it. My brother also hit Walmart today. He said he scored on score football, had him pick me up a score football. So we're going to rip some packs. I know what's going to happen. I literally bought this whole hanger box. My brother reserved two uh, of the blasters. I had my wife pick the blasters and I told her, pick the two that don't have any cards in it. Well, I just went through this whole freaking box and didn't get anything. I know there's a Burrow autograph that's sitting in one of those blasters that my brother's going to get, but that's just what happens in the name of the game. You can never pick, right? But anyways, it's so much fun ripping packs, and it's back to the nostalgia. Don't forget where we came from on this, right? We came from the era of ripping packs and having fun, and everything's okay in moderation. And that like binge that I just described might not be moderation, but for me, I'm not going to invest in buying wax in a while. I just am not because I just went through that. 
So anyways, it's all in good fun. So if you're finding contenders, if you're finding Bowman, if you're finding score, if you're finding whatever you're finding, like let me know. I, I'm curious and tell me where you're finding it. Obviously, always you can find me at Stacking Slabs across all your favorite social media platforms. I love the engagement I, I'm getting. Twitter's picking up. Instagram is just unreal. Like for me, Instagram has been just as I studied the market before I got back in, I understood that a lot of people communicate on Instagram, but Instagram seems to be the preferred channel. My audience is growing daily and it's so much fun. So thank you so much. If you're on Instagram, shoot me a direct message. Tell me what's up. Also TikTok. I obviously love TikTok. It's just amazing. So I encourage all of you. There really isn't a ton of hobby content on TikTok. There is a little bit, but and I try to follow most of it, um, but it seems like a, a same old crew. And I'm having fun because I'm meeting these TikTokers that are hobby people, and we all know each other. We all slide and do our DMs. I know, you know, K- Ed Cahill, right? We had him on. That was a TikTok relationship. There's a couple other people that I'm going to reach out to you get on the show, but follow me on TikTok if you're on there. I'm appreciate that. Man, I had so much fun last week talking with um, Scott from Starstock and you know, hopefully you've got a chance to listen to that conversation. If you if you haven't already, I definitely encourage to go back, hit download on that and listen to it. It was super fun to hear his story about starting the platform, the problem that they're solving. The thing that I'm really, I think about just in that episode is just the conversation we had regarding investing in non-quarterback players and the impact of that daily fantasy can have, DFS people moving over the hobby can have on that. And that's really got my mind thinking. And I've been really considering just from the wide receiver position, if there are going to be more intention, if there's going to be more intention on NFL, right? The the position that I see based on what he was saying too, are the people that are catching the passes that are going to be dancing in the end zone, the people that are on red zone, the people that we're all putting in our DFS lineups. And so for me, I think about it from the perspective of, okay, like if we're all fantasy drafting right now, who are the wide receivers that are going to be going in the first round that makes sense to maybe buy a little up on and just see what happens? So, right, the one the names that come right to mind are like, you know, D-Hop, right? D-Hop is going to be playing with one of the hottest players in the hobby and Kyler Murray. So what, what do D-Hop's cards look like? What potential gains might happen in his relationship with Kyler Murray? It's crazy, right? D-Hop's going from Deshaun Watson to Kyler Murray. I mean... Man, receivers would dream of that, but I think receiver like D-Hop kind of demands that. So um, that's cool. I'm thinking about him. I'm thinking about Michael Thomas. I love Michael Thomas. I know he's been brought up here a few times. It's always that moment when a guy just beats you like an old dog. And Michael Thomas last year against the Colts just destroyed us. And it made me a believer. Like that guy is legit dominant. So I'm looking at him. Obviously, DK Metcalf, we talked a lot about DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf is just a monster. I love the thinking about these guys outside of just their on-the-field play. And he's the type of guy, uh, DK, that was like a Zion, right? He was going viral before he, you know, really hit the big stage just via Instagram. You got to think about all those factors. You got to think about these people have a phone. These people can build their brands daily via channels like TikTok. And that stuff matters a lot to people in the hobby. So I think 
don't lose sight of that. It's not all about what's happening on the field, but it's those external factors. So I think I'm beginning to think about those types of things alongside how this crosses over with the fantasy market. And I think from there, I'm going to be making some decisions on who are some players I want to get involved with. I know there's a little bit of, uh, oh my gosh, what's up with the NFL? Like there's all of this, well, recommendations on the season not starting and all this and that, you know, and that's fine. Like regardless of what you believe is going to happen, there's going to be these stories because there's so much time. And at the core, you have to think of everyone's health health and safety. And it is those public health officials' jobs to bring up these topics. So don't get mad about that. They're doing their job. And I would much rather have people that are medical professionals making recommendations and talking about it than anybody with uh, and with that's a career politician. That's just not that's just not for me. Like I'd rather listen to the experts. Maybe that's because my wife is in medicine and I appreciate that. But that's just how I am. So there's gonna be a lot of news. Pick and choose what you want to listen to or not or ignore it. But that's just inevitable, and that's part of the NBA coming back. That's part of MLB. That's part of NFL. There's gonna be these stories. So don't let it get you down. Just stay focused on your process and buying cards. Okay, so giveaway time. We've got cards. I've mentioned it. We've got Tyler Hero Mosaic, Seku Optic, Kobe White uh, Mosaic. We've got Chris Paul Prism. We've got a Hoops Hobby Pack from 2019. We've got a Prism Cello Pack with the red, whites, and blue NFL from last year. We're adding another Cello to the mix. We've got a Mosaic Cello with the pink camo Prism Baby. We're going to throw those in the mix. This is growing. In order to get involved, you just got to follow social channels. You get an entry for every follow you get. If you tag someone on Twitter and screenshot, t- tag two of your friends on Twitter and you um, you show me that you subscribed, you'll get three more entries. So we're going to run this, I think, three more weeks. Probably have three more big packs on the mix, but packs and cards. Just do it. Follow those channels. You'll be entered. We'll have a big announcement, and someone's going to get some sweet cards, so I'm really fired up about that. All right, let's do the comps, right? So let's talk about the wax and a player comp. And I think this is a interesting segment that's got me thinking about just the wax market and also how do we compare wax to cards. And this gets back into the personas that we talk about. So you've got your collectors and you've got your investors. So this really puts those two together. And I will say this when I'm I'm doing this. I'm not doing this to be to shed light and saying that it does not make sense to buy hobby boxes and rip them. I'm not saying that. I just want everyone to think and consider what else they could be getting with that money. And I think that's fair. That's what we should all be doing. There is this nostalgia of ripping packs that will it's infectious. And that's part of the reason why we're all back in this hobby. And I just told you a story about ripping a bunch of contenders, right? I lost my ass in that. I, I did. It, it was a beatdown, but I had fun, and I was willing to lose on that just to have that moment of fun. But let's think about this in comparison with cards on the market. So if you look at Court Kings, Court Kings is a product that it seems to me it has faded fast. There was that two-week hype period, and now you're seeing it in breaks. But there's just, again, there's just not a lot of chatter about it. And I think with it's exciting to get new NBA product, but again, like the products like Prism, the products like Optic, and the product like 
select, those are your standards and those are here to stay, right? You've got NT that's come out that's masses too, but it seems like Court Kings is just buried somewhere. I don't want to put sound ultra harsh about Court Kings, but I'm just saying like Court Kings, you can see the price of their hobby box, I think was 350 a week ago. Um, now it's down to 319 So the, the price is dipped. So again, it's don't buy these boxes. If you're going to rip these wax and you want to check it out and you're doing it for your personal use, don't buy it right away. You're going to see some, you're going to save a little bit when those, in those weeks when new products are coming out, those are going to go down. So that's moved from 349 to 319 So I'm thinking about a Court Kings hobby box and, you know, I think there's 10 cards in it, one pack, right? And there's really like, there's really like, again, it's your odds of hitting uh, something of extreme value are low, right? So you got to go into that thinking that I'm probably not going to get my money back on Court Kings. I think Court Kings also doesn't have a track record of, you know, being a product two, three years out from its release that collectors or investors are after. So I think that's just a, just be cautious of new products entering. Um, and you look at a Court Kings hobby box is going for 319 right now. And just to put it into perspective, would you rather have a Court Kings hobby that you're going to rip and hope you get, you know, the best, right? Zion in there. Or would you rather have a John Morant PSA 10 prism that just sold this week for 325 $6 difference. Which one would you rather have? That's just to get you thinking. Right. I think we should all be thinking about the prices and educating ourselves on where we're putting our money. For me, John Morant, you know, I'm a John Morant guy and that PSA 10, it's just, it's nice. That's nice. And I think that card is cheap right now at that price. I think it's cheap. That leads into Spectra. I don't know if you've gotten a chance, but Spectra just, or Panini just showed pictures of Spectra. I totally forgot about Spectra just completely lost track of it, but Spectre's coming out. Cards look cool, but again, one of those products, it's that's how sustainable is this? It doesn't seem very desirable to the majority of the hobby, but I think we should all sit and wait and see and um, check out that product. We should all be educated. But yeah, keep your eyes out from the Spectre. I didn't see a drop date on that, but um, usually, you know, my observations is when Panini's dropping them on Instagram, it's usually uh, around the corner. Content shout outs, always observing content, always studying, always being a student. And it's always great to kind of gather insights. I want to lead with this by saying like, if there are content and like people have different platforms that I haven't been talking about that I should know about, get at me, let me know. If you've got something and you're listening, let me know. Slide into my DMs, just drop it at me. I'm like, I feel like I've got a core of a core group of content creators that I'm following, but I'm always very, very open-minded and I'm always very, very willing to read and consume more. I think obviously I've mentioned the Daily Hobby. It's a great site that consolidates it, but there's also new content creators that are popping up every day that I might miss. So definitely let me know. Got to shout out Crazy Card Charts. It's Ty for Breaker Culture's new YouTube um, show on the Bench Clear Media Network. His this week has got me thinking. I Like I've mentioned, I'm also a part of his Patreon group, so I get his data in advance. It's always very, very helpful. He dropped something that was interesting. One of his charts this week was saying that there was a 60% drop in sil- Prism Silver transaction volume. And there's a lot of thoughts on why that could be 
I think that's interesting and that's a talking point and something we should all be discussing. Um, you know, there's the thought that people are holding on to their investment of silvers and not putting them up for sale because there's all these investors. That's one theory. Ty doesn't think that. Ty thinks that the prices are too high right now and the bubble is going to burst. That's his perspective. Um, I think you also have to think about um, grading and people waiting for grades back, right? That that holds some flux. I think right now something that's not being talked about is there are probably more cards going to PSA and BGS, SGC than ever before. So a lot of people that are new to the hobby's inventory is waiting to be graded. So what does that mean for card prices, right? Are, are, is the market going to be flooded and are prices going to go down? I don't know. But this is what I do know. It gets me to think and it gets the conversation started. And I love that's why I love crazy card charts. So go check that out on YouTube. I got a shout out. Just one of my favorite follows. And this guy seems to be everywhere. Uh, but the Brandon Chung and the Brandon Chung on TikTok is just, he makes he makes um, my heart warm. I just really enjoy following this guy. He's on Instagram too. I think he's everywhere. He's got a YouTube show, but the Brandon Chung on TikTok is just a passionate, passionate card investor. And this kid loves soccer. He loves basketball and he loves cards. And he's just like such a positive dude. And he is just always hyping people else that he's he's the first to comment on all my TikTok videos. He's just like one of the good dudes in this hobby whose heart is in the right place. And I felt like as I was preparing for this show, I was like, man, I've had so many good interactions with Brandon just over the course of me being back in the hobby. And like I see his videos on TikTok and he's just like walking around his house, talking about cards, talking about getting ready for soccer to kick off talk he's educating me on soccer because i'm less educated but yeah he's just a great follow so go check out brandon chung one of the good dudes in the hobby right now shout out to him definitely slab stocks i love their investing series investing 101 there was a episode how to search and analyze the psa and bgs graded sports card pop reports something very very important that's something i've neglected talking a lot about on stacking slabs it's triggered some thoughts i need to talk more about that but slab stocks has been awesome i talked about that episode that aaron did uh, regarding just overall parallels on each product line that was like the most in-depth piece of content i've ever heard on that so go back and check that out but really like what slab stocks is doing i like it so much that I have interviewed Aaron. Aaron will be on our Friday conversation, and we're just going to chop up slab stocks, get the story. We're going to talk cards. I reached out to him. He said, man, I I need you on this show because I love what you're doing, and he said, absolutely. So excited about that conversation. So Friday, check it out, Aaron from Slab Stocks. All right. Always got time for wrestling, all right? I, I already mentioned DDP. Got to take a sip of my bang right now. Okay, so... Wrestling, I think for me, this week, it was really a moment where my, my my fandom of a specific wrestler or wrestlers matured to a level that I got on Pro Wrestling Tees and I bought their merch. That's when I know I'm really behind somebody. And that merch I bought was a Best Friends t-shirt from AEW. Man, I love what Chucky e. T... I love what best friends are doing. It is, they're just so exciting. I love the way they're being built. They are 
just a group of guys that are having fun. It seems like they've slow played themselves in terms of how they're going to be positioned within AEW, but what Chucky T's doing and what Trent's doing, it's been super awesome, and I I love it. And then you throw Orange Cassidy into the mix. And if you don't know who Orange Cassidy is, if you're going to listen to one thing this week, go to YouTube, just type in Orange Cassidy. He is one of the most unique characters ever in professional wrestling. He is super chill. He's one of a kind. And so freshly squeeze Orange Cassidy. Closed out AEW Dynamite this week by showing Jericho what time it is. And God, it made me so happy. And I love so much what they're doing with Best Friends. So I got to shout them out. Firefest is coming up. So excited about Firefest. It's going to be awesome. That's the next two weeks on Dynamite. And I also have to say, NJPW, New Japan Pro Wrestling, is back. I just re-kicked back my NJP World uh, subscription. I'm super excited about that. Such a good product. If you like just tough pound-for-pound pro wrestling, NJPW is where it's at. Shout out. All right, music. I got a soft place in my heart for this one, and I just have to say her new album, Pick Me Up Off the Floor, is just so good. It's a master class, and that is the phenomenal Miss Nora Jones. Man, it's she's had an 18-year career, and it's been brilliant. And I followed her along the way, and I've loved it every release there's been, but Pick Me Up Off the Floor has been my favorite in a long time. And it's just an album that I put on my turntable and I can listen to it over and over. And I just am like, man, I think I took it off the turntable this week, put on something else and I just looked at it. And I was like, I'm going to listen to this probably 500 more times this year. And it's just so good. So check out Nora Jones. Also along that same line, Phoebe Bridgers, she's a phenomenal singer songwriter. She just released her uh, second album, I believe, Punisher. After a critically acclaimed uh, debut, she also, if, you, if you're if you into kind of singer-songwriter and you you like what you hear from Phoebe Bridgers, go check out Boy Genius. Boy Genius, I think it was two years ago, super group, Phoebe, Julian Baker, and Julian Baker is like my favorite, so Julian Baker, shout out, go check her out. Lucy Dacus, and they created a super group. They released like a, an album with like four or five songs. It's freaking awesome, so go check out Boy Genius. Mailbag, I got a message this week from another tiktoker that i love back into cards back into cards is awesome he is just sharing his story just like i am about being back in the card game he asked me hey on your social media you put clips of audio in your previews of your posts how do you do that and i thought you know what that's a good question and a lot of people have asked me that so i'm going to share the share the secrets here it is a company called wave w-a-v-v-e.co um, at, we're using Wave at work, uh, my professional career, and I said, you know what, I'm going to do this for uh, Stacking Slabs as well. I think it's cool. It gives, it's super easy to kind of pick and choose portions of your podcast that you want to snip out and uh, get a little snippet and throw it in your uh, feed when you're promoting it. It's how that micro content is how people are consuming content. So I think, you know, it gives me the opportunity to give people who aren't necessarily listening to Stacking Slabs a little snack bite size chunk of what we're talking about here, and they can make the decision if it's something for them or not. So go check that out, Wave. I got some super exciting news this week. PSA, it was like it quick. Uh, my cards went from graded to like all the way through the process to 
ship. Okay, so this this I did. I have direct at PSA. I have a six card sub, and I have a fifty card sub currently. The six card sub. We are on day forty five, and I got a notification that it's been shipped. Okay, that's not bad, right? I don't know if it was because they were my vouchers that I used as a member. But anyways, I was expecting like double that and I'm getting my cards back in 45 days, which is super cool. So I've had an amazing experience with PSA and it's been nothing but um, awesome for me. And I also got that email about the grades. I will be sharing the grades next week when I get them in hand on those six cards. I don't want to let the cat out of the bag. I think that's something I want to save when I get those in hand. That's typically what I want to do. But I will say this. I was pleased at what net. I was pleased at the grades that I received. So I'm going to talk through that next week on once I get those back in hand. And I think it'll be better because I'll get a chance to look at those cards after not seeing them in 45 days. And based on 45 days later of being in the hobby, buying and selling and trading cards, I will have a better understanding maybe of where PSA's head's at when they put grades on those. Maybe I won't. We'll see, but excited about that. And I'm excited to get my 50-card sub back too whenever that happens, hopefully sometime very, 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 very soon. All right, weekly purchases. LeBron, you know, I got to shout that out, right? I got that. I know I led with that, but I paid, for all you who wondered, and I'm very honest and transparent, I paid $405 on that. LeBron James, silver, Panini Prism, 9.5. The reason why I did this is for everything I said up front, but also I have full confidence, not full confidence, but I have confidence that the Lakers are going to, LeBron's cards aren't going to go down, and the Lakers, I think, are going to win the championship, and I can see that card shooting up 2 to 3x that if that happens. So to me, $405, it's all relative. It's a lot of money, but... To me, it was a safe investment, so there's that. I also, there's a lot of Lakers chat here. I also received, and it's a beautiful card. I'm looking at it now. I don't know. How, I think it was like a an eBay, just like wormhole type of deal. I think I typed in, I don't know, something to do with Lakers, and this card popped up, and it's a Crown Royal, the King's Court, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Kyle Kuzma, 13 out of 25 card i bought it it's freaking awesome it's being sent away to get graded it looks great obviously anytime with the die cuts it's hard but this one looks pretty good it is i bought this for 75 dollars. i'm gonna get this graded. it's gonna be like a hundred dollar investment but again the lakers win this card is gonna be money i a lower one i got too was i bought a team quads from contenders with lebron Kuzma, Anthony Davis, and add Danny Green to the mix. But again, I'm trying to prepare myself for the Lakers and that 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 happening. So excited about that. That's it, right? It's a little lower than normal. I'm more focused on um, getting cards graded, less about purchasing. I'm always going to be buying, but a lighter week for me, definitely. One thing I will say um, before I move into the next portion, which is cards sold. Yes, sold. I sold some cards. I know I've talked a lot about buying but not selling. The rest of the show is going to be dedicated to selling and buy process. But before we get off of buying, one thing that I do want to make mention is just lots. Make sure you all are looking at lots. I have found that the, if I'm purchasing raw cards, 
lots are where it's at. And I know this might sound 101 or JV, but like I'm talking about digging in deep and getting nasty with it. And I know I the, I had that Jalen Brown. Um, I talked about Jalen Brown and I got six of Jalen Brown swatch numbered rookies selects. Um, I got five of them for 60 bucks. Okay. And I found that listing and it had just gone up and it was super cheap and I just swiped it. And then I went back and I looked and the week before one of those cards sold for 28. And then this week, one of them sold, I think for 43. So I got a hell of a deal. I got them in hand and they're all money. Like they're really good looking cards. So I'm going to send those in with my big, uh, my big submission. That's going to go out at the beginning of next week. But yeah, lots, you know, I feel like that that's, there's a lot of opportunity in lots. Just want to make sure everyone is aware and they're not just looking for cards, but they're looking for player lots because you can save some money and really find some good deals. All right, let's talk about selling. So I'm going to first talk about the cards that I sold this week, and then I'm going to get in and we're going to close out with my overall process and why I'm doing what I'm doing. So first and foremost, I sold a Rui PSA 10 Prism card. I bought it for 40. I sold it for 80. Nice little return there. I sold a rookie mosaic PSA 10 Shea Gilders Alexander. I bought it for 55 in March. All these were purchased in March. I bought it for 55 in March. I sold it for 125 this week. That's wild, right? That's that's wild. I sold a Damian Lillard Hoops rookie PSA 10. I bought it for 40 at the end of March. I sold it for 100. And then I sold a PSA 10 Donovan Mitchell Panini Prism. I bought it for 75 and I sold it this week for 175. That is crazy. The card market is wacky. And the reason so so obviously I saw some great returns on investments I made and really the reason why I did this was I wanted to at the highest level possible I wanted to start separating my finances in terms of my money. So I've got my mutual money that my wife and I have, right? That's what we live off of. I've got my fun money, which is what probably I spend a lot of it on pro wrestling tees, wrestling merch, tickets, all that fun stuff. But then I wanted a subset of card money, right? So money that I could dedicate just directly to sports cards and separate that out. And so by selling these cards, I really started to kind of build up some card money that I could leverage in maybe bigger purchases that I wouldn't normally buy. So my process, what I did was took all my slab inventory. I took all my slab inventory and I I separated by basketball and football because those are my primary investments. And I I separated it into groups. Who are my long-term investment players, my midterm and my flips? I did that with both sports. Then I took who is not in these piles and in in each of these, who is not part of this vision or plan. And then what I did, I looked up their prices up on eBay. And that's not all of them that I sold, but that was the first crop. And to me, it was, I looked at all of those ones that I sold and there was a high enough margin that I would get a substantial return that it made it a no-brainer for me to sell these cards. And they didn't fit into my current plan and process and strategy. And it's not like I I don't think that Donovan Mitchell's a bad player and so I'm going to sell his card. I think he's a very good player and he's, 
I think, you know, he's there's a lot, a ton to like about Donovan Mitchell. However, there's only so many guys that, you know, from a long-term perspective, I can be focused on. And I think that if you don't, aren't focused in on a few guys, and like my guys that I've talked a lot about are John Morant, Sekou Dimboye. Is that the first time I mentioned Sekou in this episode? That's crazy. That's late. Sekou, what's up? Ja, Sekou, and Luca, right? There's not a lot of room, right? And then I've got Tatum in the midterm. There's just, you just like, you can only focus on some, so many. And I just didn't want to spread myself thin. So I started selling those cards. That's one. I think two is like, I looked at the market averages. It made sense to sell those. And then I think it's, I have this desire where I look at these groups of cards that I purchased right out of the gates. And those were like my V1 purchases. And now like for me, I want to be more selective with the brands that I purchase. I want to be more selective with numbered parallels. I want to be more selective with my own PC. And I want to be more selective with buying more silvers. So for me, it's offloading some of those cards, those base cards that are tens that are attractive cards to a lot of people. Like Rui Hashimura might be like, I mean, his cards could jump 3X. He could be the guy in Washington, you know next to Bradley Beal for the future. But like, I don't know. I just didn't feel like waiting it out and seeing, and I'd rather have the gains from that initial initial purchase so I can put that money into investments of more expensive cards like a LeBron James, Panini Prism, Silver, and the Lakers jersey. So I think it's just important to make sure that you're always evaluating your inventory and you're always kind of measuring these players in these groups because it makes decisions on selling less emotional and it makes it a lot easier. And I got to tell you, like I've sold so many collector's items, like I've talked about on this show so many times, but man, there's really not much easier than selling slabs and it's shipping's low. I do free shipping on eBay. I just think it's an easy, if you're trying to sell, it's easier and it's like three bucks to send a slab. It's not that expensive. So I'm willing to eat that cost. I think that's okay. But it's crazy. I put up this the Shea and like I had like within the first three hours, I had like 500 viewers that someone bought it immediately. Like product is hot right now. People are buying. So if you're thinking about selling, trying to make some money, preparing for the playoffs, want to redistribute some things, do it right now. Like people are buying freaking cards on eBay. Like I sold all those cards within days of each other. And I it was super easy. I print the labels off at home. I've got the all the mailing supplies that I need. I've got a mailbox down the street and I just drop that off when I I go on my walk at lunchtime. And it is super easy. Like this is coming from someone who's selling wrestling figures before that, where it's, you know, try to come with 25 boxes at the post office of wrestling figures. It's bulky. It's expensive. It's a lot. Um, but the, so the market is really hot. So the, the, the point here is to get you all to think about looking at your current slab inventory, making sure that the pieces you have in your current plan are on your current stash are a part of your plan. If they're not sell it, cause you'll load up your PayPal. It'll get you fired up to start investing in players that you're really passionate about. And it'll reinvigorate yourself. I feel really reinvigorated this week after doing it. Hopefully you do too. Buying's important. Selling's important. It's all important. The key is to keep your mind on your collection. Always go through it because I think every week things change and it's so fast and you just got to continue to evaluate and be a student. Hopefully you you learned something today and you like what you heard. Definitely hit that subscribe button. Leave me five stars. Write a review. I appreciate that so, so much. Everyone, most importantly, 
If you're out there, be safe. Definitely take care of yourself. Take care of people around you. Happy collecting. Happy investing. We'll talk to you again real soon. Take it easy. Take it easy.